0: Hi, Carm Capriato here. Welcome to episode three hundred and ninety-eight and the ninth installment of the Shop Talk series. We are talking about self transformation and becoming a better leader with two millennial shop owners. Now, here's a taste.
1: So, I want to help make my technicians, my service advisors, everybody better than than what they were when they started, and better than what what our competition is. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, even though I also want our competition to come up to the same scale and raise us as a as an industry whole, but uh, Yeah, I I just love perfection and uh, the addiction to winning and having people that want to win on the same team is great.
0: Welcome, aftermarketers, to Remarkable Results Radio. Listen to learn just one thing from today's episode on your journey to remarkable results. Hey, how are you? And welcome to an interview that tells the current story of transition to CEO. It's about hitting a brick wall. Chris Machado and Corey Evaldi have shared some of their very raw experiences of learn the hard way as they continue to evolve their businesses and personal leadership one day at a time. Hey, Carm Capriato here. And did you know that some of the very best shop owner and technician training takes place at Apex? plan to be there November 5th through the 7th at the Sands Expo in Las Vegas and for more information visit aapexshow.com and I hope to see you there. Hey, remember why you're engaged with the Aftermarket's premiere podcast. Here's one reason. We're providing genuine value for your time spent. No fluff inside these important stories. Every time the mic is turned on we think of your valuable time and your need to learn one new thing even though it may be more than just one thing so you can continue to live your purpose I'm glad to welcome Chris Machado, president at Circle M Truck Repair in Bakersfield, California, and Corey Ivaldi from Homestead Auto Care, North Ridgeville, Ohio. Chris and Corey will show you what it took them to get where they currently are with their businesses and their life, and how they have managed to tackle the challenges thrown at them. They both came into the business in different ways. Chris leads his life with no excuses while using his energy to help people. He values generosity, kindness, and willingness to listen as part of his strong leadership traits. Corey loves perfection and is addicted to winning, he holds meetings with his people where their input is critical to the running of the business. Now, we cover a lot of ground to help you grow your leadership and business acumen. Enjoy the context of the aftermarket through these powerful, long-form audio learning moments. Get the talking points, my guests' bios, and links to their previous episodes at RemarkableResults.biz E398. Now listen, when Chris says he is now a master recruiter and no longer a master mechanic... Hey, a warm welcome to Corey Ivaldi and Chris Machado. Hey, uh, Corey, you are from Olmsted Auto Care in Olmsted, Ohio. Welcome.
1: Hi, thank you, Carm.
0: And Chris is from Circle M and Truck and Automotive in Bakersfield, California. Glad to have you here, Chris.
2: Carm, thank you so much for the opportunity.
0: I'm excited. You know, we're here to talk about transformation, and I know both of you have great stories to tell, and I really want to jump in. Chris, I think you uh, you were just rocking and rolling, you had all these techs, you know, seven techs. You had a five-year goal to have 10 techs, and did you hit a brick wall?
2: Oh, brick wall was very tall and strong, I will have you know. Um, it uh, Eye-opening as all, um, we have become master recruiters instead of master technicians here at our shop uh,
0: (laughs) that's that's really a good line you know i'm about ready to do a a a podcast on ghosting and you know what that is Mm -mm. when you hire somebody and they don't show up
2: oh shit they they don't show up to the interview
0: (laughs) (laughs) they don't even show up for the interview well that that poses even a, a, a terrible challenge you can't even get someone in the pipeline so they can start ghosting you
2: I'm telling you, it's the ghost before the ghost.
0: <laughs> okay, so you, you ended up having to, uh, to kind of just re-engineer yourself.
2: I really did. I uh, not only had to re-engineer myself, but I had to re-engineer um, what Circle M was going to do for the employee, and that in itself uh, has become a great challenge. Um, it's also become, um, if you would, addicting, because it becomes fun uh, to to give to the employees, to, to allow the unemployed to know that, hey, you know what? You guys aren't just a number. Uh, you guys are this, the bones of this company. And so we've had to incorporate major benefit packages that uh, uh, appeal to not only the employee that's unemployed, but even the best employees that are employed currently.
0: Yeah, but you couldn't do that uh, until you actually had something in the bottom line, right?
2: Oh, that is the bottom line, Carm. There's no way we can afford this kind of marketing, uh, radio ads. Of course, our internal marketing's great, but we've got to reach out there even further. We've got to be using Indeeds, Zip Recruiters, um, you know. And and I believe in the uh, the radio station from that five a, five a.m. to let's say three p.m. Uh, that's going to catch most of your service mechanics, uh, most of the people in the field that, that are employed today.
0: So you're using radio to recruit?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. So we, we, want, we want to broadcast this further than just a social media platform. Of course, we've got Facebook, um, Indeed, ZipRecruiter, as I mentioned. That is not, most of the time, it's not going to touch the, uh, the employed uh, uh, technician, If you would, the guy that's very satisfied and complacent uh, and let's, let's say he considers himself happy. Um, That's what, that's where we're trying to, that's, that's our target.
0: Are you fully employed right now? Are you looking for anybody?
2: I'm looking for people every day. I have two interviews after we speak today. I have one at 10 AM, one at 11 AM. I am one man short and have two interviews today, and will continue to interview until I find uh, the best, or until I find um, the mechanic that balances out the equation. Uh, my benefit package is is about $14.50 an hour if you broke it all the way down. Now, add that to, uh, to, to great compensation. Uh, I want the best because I'm going to provide the best.
0: Wow, what a heck of a Package that you have. Uh, when you hit the brick wall a while back, was it was it everything between sales and ma- cost management and and profitability?
2: Yes, absolutely. It was the full spectrum. Uh, it wasn't just one thing it was as you say it was the bottom line it was the text it was the the qc look uh it was the comebacks and i mean it was everything underneath the sun Carm, as far as uh hitting that brick wall i was stopped in motion
0: let's get into some details in a little bit uh cory i want to bring you in um you had you had a very similar experience, especially no, you were you were you were running the shop and and then you had a, a opportunity for succession and and then I think uh, the first child arrived and and, and was yeah, that absolutely. and that was that was the brick wall, wasn't it?
1: Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, kind of similar to Chris, I remember, and I may have left this out with you, but I remember when I first took over the management position, and I went to all my guys explaining that there was going to be changes. But that these changes weren't just for me or the company to benefit, that everybody was going to benefit from this. Um, you know, I want, my goal was to make the company more profitable and offer more compensation to everybody. Um, and actually, I, I, I really like what Chris said and how he put it. Um, it just took, you know, <clears throat> it took some time to get people on board with those ideas.
0: So they all weren't with you at the time. No, and and when when these kinds of cultural changes happen in a business, you have to expect there's going to be some attrition.
1: Absolutely, there was definitely some turnover. There was some resistance against it, um, you know. But I can honestly say that the the ones that are still with me and the ones that had come on board are much better than in the situation that they had previously been. Um, you know, everybody's making more money. They have better. Uh, benefits. Um, the whole nine yards, the shop is doing better. The overall culture is better. Um, but yes, uh, getting back to what my brick wall was is uh, yes, having a, my wife telling me that she was pregnant really stepped foot and uh, made me say, okay, we got to make changes. I, I cannot, the business can't run me. I need to run it.
0: Isn't it amazing how um, having a child, your first child, or a second or a third, changes your priorities?
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: So were you were you guys dealing with a business coach, you know, at the time you hit the brick wall, or was that the impotence to say, I got to do something different?
1: That was when I said we have to do something different. That was when I was looking for help, and I was going all different kinds of avenues to to try to find it. Um, and inevitably, I ended up getting into a coaching program.
0: Mm-hmm. And that coaching program, it, by, by the way, guys, Um, You continue to sing from the same songbook of any entrepreneur or service professional that I've interviewed in the last three and a half years. Uh, And and that was, yeah, I I hit the brick wall and I found myself a business coach. Now, now sometimes they've had a couple of them because they, you know, you've just got to get the personalities working right. And um, sometimes they all don't work out. Some of the philosophies are different. But yet... Uh, the it seems like the common denominator for very very successful shop owners is that I was a great tech and a poor businessman, <laughs> and you know the rest of the story, right, Chris?
2: Oh yeah. Otherwise, just I wasn't a great tech, so I really had nothing to start with. Oh, no,
0: that's right. Your story is really great. You came you came from the dairy farm, right? And you had this dream of building what a a, a great fleet business.
2: Absolutely. So building a great uh, fleet management. Um, facility uh, with with uh, uh, with ideas to manage from front to back, top to bottom, um, from inspections, 90-day inspections for our commercial fleets, uh, all the way into critical failures. Um, so, um, absolutely.
0: I love the story, uh, Corey, by the way. You were the tech who needed to become a better businessman. Chris was an entrepreneur who had this drive to build a business, but yet he didn't know... You know, you had a great dream, great philosophy, probably a cool business plan. But, mm-hmm. you know, what levers get pulled first and do they go right or left or up or down? Absolutely. The, the purpose of this Shop Talk interview is to get our industry to relate to your stories. And because I, I hear all the time, thank you for bringing uh, the, the, the shop professionals, husbands, wives on the show to tell their story. It so resonated with me. And I and I made changes in my world and in my life. And that's the reason you're here, to help all ships rise. So what was the uh, big change that you made, Corey, right out of the chute when you started to turn the business around?
1: Uh, when I started to turn it around, it was uh, to, instead of everybody being on a, I guess, a group bonus plan, uh, compensation-wise, uh, it went, a little stronger towards the individual uh we went a little bit more on a flat rate scale but it was still a hybrid with the hourly um and that really brought um some of the folks up i mean they actually produced a lot more um you saw less leaning on another person versus i'm just going to get it done myself and and get it done and over with um so there was a lot of that and that, that's kind of some of my personality right um, I'm, I'm just a person, I was never money motivated, but, uh, I was always a person that just wanted to get things done and get them done over with and move on to the next step. Um, so I kind of want to instill that with my people.
0: You were into production.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: You were, you, you were a perpetual motion machine.
1: Yes. I, I loved working on cars. I, I do to this day. Um, I love troubleshooting. I love doing all that stuff.
0: So you are the CEO of the business. You have other responsibilities, yet. Mm-hmm. Yes. What pulls you back into the bay?
1: Uh just my my overall interest. I mean, it's it's in my blood. You know, I love yep. doing that yep. stuff. Um, just right now, I find that when I'm out in the bays and whatnot, I end up causing more havoc than I do helping. <laughs> <out bay.
0: laughs> you mean they don't? They don't? They don't just come up and say, Corey, get your butt out of here.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, there's, been, there's been some words said about that. It's usually, it's usually our shop manager right now that he, he kind of grabs me. He's like, uh, can, can you just come over here? And it's kind of the subtle way that my Texel will, will have him pull me out.
0: I have an idea, and I want you to tell your guys this. You know, you know the tassel that hangs off of, uh, uh, of the, the gradua- graduation cap? hmm You know, the mortarboard, right? The tassel? Yeah. Get all your guys' tassels. And when you're in the shop uh, and they want you out, they give you the tassel. (laughs) And the tassel means, Corey, you graduated.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's good. I like that.
0: Yeah, because sometimes sometimes we just don't want to look at, you know, here, here is a tassel. All right. You take the tassel, you go back into the office and then a couple hours later, you give the guy the tassel back and then you go on to your little whiteboard and you type and you have a little word called tassel and you write down how many times you got a tassel. <laughs>
1: I have a feeling someone would go in there and just keep making some hash marks on there. <laughs> oh, that's
0: that's good. That's good. Uh, and but but as the CEO, what is your favorite job? What do you love to do to to run the business?
1: Uh you know, right now I I am trying to develop myself as as a leader, right? I I love this industry and I I want to help the industry as a whole. But And that starts with my home base. Um, so I want to help make my technicians, my service advisors, everybody better than, than what they were when they started and better than what, what our competition is, right? Um, even though I also want our competition to come up to the same scale and raise us as, a, as an industry whole. But uh, yeah, I, I just love perfection and uh, the addiction to winning and having people that want to win on the same team is great.
0: You know, you put your heart and soul into your work every day, but the automotive aftermarket, it moves fast. And staying competitive means staying up to date on the very latest training and new products. At Apex, the Automotive Aftermarket Product Expo, the training sessions are some of the best I've ever seen, and they all take place over a three-day period, all under one roof. Apex training is geared toward shop owners, technicians, auto parts retailers, and warehouse distributors. And each year... Apex adds new programs to make sure you stay ahead. In 2018 alone, Apex added shop equipment and technology training and electric car and alternative fuel vehicle training. Now keep in mind, these sessions are taught by many of the top trainers in the industry. Mark your calendar now to attend Apex 2019, November 5th through the 7th at the Sands Expo in Las Vegas. To learn more, visit aapexshow.com. Any leadership book that you have read that you'd love to share?
1: Uh, I've read uh, a couple. Um, the one that sticks out to me the most is Entree Leadership mm-hmm. by David Ramsey.
0: Well, great book.
1: Yeah. So, uh, you know, he talks about, uh, you know, making, you know, trying to make leaders that aren't necessarily entrepreneurs because entrepreneurs like Chris and I and 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 others, you know, we we take risks and we don't really care about the consequences because we know inevitably it's on us. Yeah. Um, whereas you make these entree leaderships that are willing to take a risk, but they're a little bit more cautious about it. But yet they'll still make a decision, move forward, and <laughs> progress is still being made.
0: The thing I love about uh, Dave Ramsey's book Entree Leadership was it, it was really almost a a textbook. On how to run a great business and run a great life, and you know, it, it br- brings so much finance and profitability into it. But you know, he covers the people side and you know the the disc tests and the the whole ball of wax. So I I love it. In fact, it's on the books page on the website, and it was one of my favorite books. I think I read about five or six years ago. Chris, how about you, reader?
2: You know, I I read when I'm flying, um, <clears throat> but lately it's you know it's been the Gary Vaynerchuk books as well. Um, Brian Tracy has, has written a few books Um, for myself. I like to read about um, of course, you know, the well-rounded man. And, and with that being said uh, no excuses. And, and, and that's really the way I try to lead my life is listen, you guys, we, we live in such a great world. We live in such a great era. There are really no excuses why we can't just get out there and, and not only motivate other people in our industry, but, but stay motivated yourself and really carry that energy that, that resonates with everybody around you. And, uh, you know, kind of tagging on, on what Corey has said here, that is such an addiction and that is to bring people up to these, these great levels that, that they never really, they never realized or even fathomed that they could, they could reach these type of type of tiers.
0: So if I went to one of your longest tenured people, Chris, and I said, uh, so what's changed with Chris in the last two or three years? What would they say?
2: Wow, well, I think you'd have to maybe take a little bit of time, if not a recess, and 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 just hear them out. But uh, um, the evolution is huge. They would, you know, what would they say, Carm? That's a great question.
0: <laughs> um. So I guess you're going to answer it based on the fact that what you have done, I mean, you're really, as you grow as a leader and you've changed your business and you've become um, better in in all the aspects of what a CEO does for your business, you could look back and say, well, I've done that really well. Do you think the group noticed?
2: Right. Yeah, and and I can tell you the the group will point out, the team, I should say, would point out, uh, I think, uh, and obviously speaking about myself, it seems to be a little more difficult than I would have imagined. However, uh, my generosity, my kindness, and my willingness to, uh, listen to everybody and really just bring them in as a team, um, and create power within.
0: By the way, those are fabulous traits. Thank you very much. Generosity, kindness, and listening. Uh, they got to be in the top five of any great leader.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Agree, Corey. Oh, absolutely. It's it is the key uh, to winning, as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know we 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 have to be leaders, and we have to bring these people up. And how do we do it when we're pushing them to the side? How do we do it when we don't have that those few minutes? Um, I I also pride myself on stopping what I'm doing and listening to my people. It doesn't matter if these people are struggling financially and maybe need a little advance or, or if these people just want to talk about some troubles they're having at home. Um, You know, I I will stop what I'm doing for that at any given minute. And it doesn't matter if it's my, the man that sweeps the floors all the way up to the top of the uh, echelon. And, and I really Pride myself on that.
0: Was the big change in the company um, as you have transformed about this culture?
2: Absolutely, it's it's resonated. It it has my people. We 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 have work husbands and wives, if you would, Carm. I mean, it's such a tight family. These people they enjoy coming to work. They have a smile on their face when they're there, and and more importantly, they're willing to. Uh, to, to, to share the vision that that Corey and myself, you know, at, at at these at this, I'm going to say at this young age, have we've 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 got a vision, and to get these people to understand and and really see what's going on is is uh, is just it's inspiring.
0: You, you bring up age. Um, would you guys mind sharing? Because I want the audience to know that you guys are youngins.
2: I just turned 32, and and I'm 39.
0: Okay. Well, so you are the young and Corey,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but you know, to to be in your thirties, guys, and to get this transformation done, and 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 to reprioritize your world, your life, uh, to be a better leader, to to run a better business, um, the world's your oyster. I mean, it's it's in front of you. Uh, it's it's not like you're you're fifty nine and you're saying, "Hey, I got I got to change." You've 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 really come to a realization very very early early in your life. I, I interviewed a, a gentleman, Matthew Roy I.E., And he says, uh, I come to work to play and so do my people. Does that resonate with you, Corey?
1: <laughs> um, for most times, you know, I'm like I said, I'm still growing myself. But uh, I just like today I was in, I thoroughly enjoyed. We had our Tuesday morning meeting. Um, it was a great one. I love to talk to the guys and uh, yeah we we had fun this morning.
0: What did you talk about?
1: Uh, we always go over you know there's some like uh, i guess uh, procedure, if you will, structure of the meeting. We always go over the numbers from last week, what we did, and any problems that we may have had um, and we talked about some stuff going forward. You know, we get, I gave a couple of guys some recognition for really outstanding work. Um, you know, we talked about how, you know, how this week is already shaping up. And uh, we talked a little bit about our Christmas party that's uh, going to be happening in, in a week and a half from now. So
0: You know, they're only three hours away. I could probably make it.
1: <laughs> Come on down
0: <laughs> uh, great is do you carve out any time in the in the in the meeting, Corey, to just listen
1: oh absolutely we i My manager runs probably seventy percent of the meeting um i'll take a twenty percent and then maybe you know my techs are a little shy about it, but they'll they'll voice actually, I got one tech that uh you know almost at every meeting has something to bring up, and I love the feedback. And we've been making a lot of changes, actually, the last two meetings to our DVI inspections just from him saying, hey, I think it'd be better if we did it this way. Okay, let's let's go in there and give it a shot. And then we'll talk about those changes at the next meeting. How did that work out, right? Um, so I've had a lot of good feedback on some of our DVI inspections. These guys would get frustrated with doing their inspections. And then to find out, it's just these simple changes that we need to do and Boom.
0: And for you to grow as a leader and to listen to your people and implement their ideas, then they have ownership in it. Oh yeah. Yeah, and and that's what's so important is that they're they're engaged. Mm-hmm. And and to create that place where people love to come to work to play. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Interesting concept.
1: We I try to be a little transparent too. Um, you know, I've been trying to tell everybody what my visions are, you know, how I you know, I want all of our people to grow. I want our organization to grow. We're we want to get an expansion going, um, you know, down the road, maybe multiple locations, you know, the whole big picture. So I get everybody to understand um, the transformation that, you know, is happening. And and I always like to update people as far as how we are doing, you know, to tell them that, you know, we went from a $1 million shop to a $2 million shop in three years, you know, to, to people... So that they know that there's actual results in what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Every meeting, I read a, a customer's review. You know, they love hearing that stuff.
0: That's a powerful um, story to be able to share your vision with your people. You know, every great leader realizes that uh, the people have to be in it for the long haul. That's a it's a great story. Now, so if you want to have multiple branches, have you sat down and said, "Hey, uh, it's 2020." And we're going to put a key in the door of our first branch. And I want you all to know that. And so if I seem a little distant every once in a while, guys, it's because I'm working on that plan. Would you ever say that?
1: Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, w- I, w- I always let them know when, uh, you know, if my schedule doesn't let me be at the shop, I will let them know, hey, I'm going to miss you guys. I'm going to be here. If you ever need anything, call me. But absolutely, I will always let them know that I'm, I'm trying to make a step forward. Um, Not just for myself, but for the the organization as a whole, for the the
2: entire team.
0: Hey, Chris, uh, any of your great work ethic come from the fact that you grew up on a dairy farm?
2: Well, I would imagine so. As they say, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. And, uh, you know, my dad's first name is Manuel. And believe it or not, uh, he acquired a nickname while I was in high school from uh, most of my friends. And that was manual Labor. <laughs> um, everybody knew my father for this, you know, this man's man, this man that that worked his tail off from, you know, sun up to sundown and and most of the time even further. Um so the work ethic is not only for my dad but my mom as well. We uh we are type A uh people, I would I would assume and uh really more importantly, I think we love what we do. I, I believe that my father and my mother, my brother as well and sister, I think we all just uh working makes us feel good, accomplishing something just uh man, it it it, it just it's it's just like nectar to us, you know. It really is just sweet. Um mm-hmm. so uh, you know, absolutely. Um love them for it. And uh I'll tell you what, my little offspring's the same way. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're right. Apple didn't far fall from the tree. At least that's how you're going to raise your 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 child, right?
2: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Guys, are you guys doing much with education in in your communities? Are you reaching out to the uh, automotive programs in high schools and colleges?
2: I have
1: not yet. Although, um, I guess my participation with that right now is not on a much smaller scale. I I brought on an apprentice. Um, who I've known, I'm, his mother's part of the Chamber of Commerce, and he's a good kid. He actually worked for me for a little while uh, last year, and then, you know, he went to a dealership to try to see how that would feel. Didn't work out. He's been in contact with me for the past, like, six months. I've been trying to place him into some of the shops in our area that I know of that are would be a good fit for him. And, you know, he's still young. He, he doesn't really have any... Um, certifications or experience so you know I I decided I was going to bring him back on um I convinced him to go to college so he's going to general studies right now he uh starts the automotive program um next year Uh, I think he's making a lot of strides he's definitely taking this time around a lot more serious and I feel like I've helped you know, at least coach him into the right direction. Um, And I see big things for him in the future.
0: Good for you. If I say to both of you, hey, there's only one way we're going to survive this industry, improve our image, find the youth to join it. Uh, We just can't make an excuse for a tech shortage. We, we, We have to do something about it. We have to get involved. And so I'm, Encouraging you because I'm on my soapbox to say that you've got to reach out to a high school to uh, to a, to a college, because, join an advisory board, and if there's no advisory board, just offer your help. And did you ever stop and think? We talked about this in uh, Town Hall Academy '96, I think it was. We we, we talked about uh, um, all, you know, reaching out with with kids in the automotive. It's it's a, just a great episode. It's '96, and. <clears throat> We talked about the fact that, you know, Corey, Chris, you guys could become guest teachers at any automotive program through the internet, meaning just, you know, get a, get, get a, a video, do Skype, and go into a classroom, because they're all equipped today electronically, and say, hey, this is, uh, this is Corey, and I'm here to teach you about GDI here. I'm going to spend a half hour with you on it. And, and you love to be in the bays. Why wouldn't you love to be inside of a classroom bringing real-world experience?
1: I love learning. I love education. Um, I think that in our field, everybody has to at least dedicate some of their time to uh, continuing education, just like the medical field. You know, my my wife is a nurse and she's got to keep up with the continuing education credits. And I think that that should be something that is almost a standard in our industry as well.
0: Great point to bring up. And we don't have enough time right now to talk about that, but but. Very, very important. Chris, uh, any involvement in, in education?
2: I haven't involved myself in um, automotive repair in, in any of the education. Um, I have entertained a few students. We've got a technical school here in Bakersfield. Um, as a matter of fact, my BG uh, representative is um, is the college professor there. Um, we have entertained bringing students into Circle M and... and at this point, unfortunately, because of the shortage uh, in technicians, it's really made it difficult for us to um, invest that that money and that time into a student at our shop. It's a very fast paced shop, but uh, I personally need to look further into that. Uh, as I listen to you speak, I, I think. Um, it is our future and we do need to figure out a way to give back and more importantly, uh, create some appeal, uh, create some passion for these students to, to feel and, 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 and let them know that, you know what, this is a great trade. This is a great industry to be in and, and follow your heart if, if that's where it is right now.
0: Glad to hear that. I mean, would you guys both believe that, you know, part of your goal in your business, part of your vision, Corey, Chris, is to say, I'm going to grow my own technicians and I'm going to take someone, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter what age or what education level, you know, like your apprentice, Corey, um, Right. if if you don't grow your own, you're going to be behind the eight ball forever, I believe.
1: I, I agree with that. Actually, um some of my aspirations with having a second location is I want to have a shop that also has a classroom uh, in the same building and to get some really good instructors, not only for, you know, the technicians that are working for me, but even, even for outside technicians or, you know, uh, some young people that, uh, you know, we can basically get uh, a really good training sessions going on maybe on a, on a bi-weekly basis, weekly, monthly, whatever the case may be. But, uh, I'm just that big into training and actually myself and my techs, we usually go out to training and we'll, we'll travel as far as a couple hours just for a single night's uh, training session. Chris and I were just in uh, Missouri both together for like a um, management training, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, it's just something that has to happen. You don't know what you don't know. And that is some of the worst that, that that's the worst place to be.
2: Yeah. You know, that's, that's as, as we talk because of where circle M truck repair wants to go, um, we, we want to become the elite. And as I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I did just, we purchased, what is it? T1 through T8, uh, as far as the ASC, uh, manuals. Um, I have offered to pay for training within, uh, circle M, um, and, and just purchase these books for one of my technicians that is uh, interested in becoming a master tech. And so little steps I, I, can, I can speak of as far as uh, me giving back to, to building that youth. If I can talk about
1: a plan that I've actually started to put together, and I think I'm going to implement at the start of next year, is I am interested in doing a tool allowance mm-hmm. based on credits for education. Um, so this way my techs will get an allowance per, it'll be on their billable hours. It will be versus how many ASEs they have and if they do continuous training. So I'm going to wrap it all up into one program that will give these guys much more benefit because, you know, tools are expensive too. And, uh, you know, it's always the right tool that can make a good technician a lot better. And it I ultimately also, I always believe that the best tool, a person has is is in their mind is their brain, um, because a scanner alone is not going to fix a vehicle. It's not going to tell you what's wrong with it. It's the person that's using it that's interpreting that data that's going to fix the car.
0: Is the day of having a tech buy all their own tools dying, especially with the young kids coming out?
1: Tools are way too expensive nowadays um, for, to to let that up to a technician. Uh, to, to pay for that. I mean, a technician, I, I'm very proud to say that I think I have a couple of techs that are on the very, you know, 10% of what technicians make, but for them to put a large chunk of their, their income back into the tools, uh, I think is just astounding.
2: Yeah. What's the average scan tool go for these days? Is it 3,000, yeah. 8,000? I just spent 8,000 on the Texa, and, you know, for us out here in the fleet, we want the on-highway as well, the off-highway. So that, was, that wasn't the first 8000 that I've spent this year.
1: Mm-mm. Not at all. I bought a new scanner this year. It was $15,000.
2: <laughs> Corey,
0: Chris, let me throw an idea out at you. Um, I've recently heard a couple of uh, shop owners say, listen, I need certain kind of training, and I'm going to go get it, and I'm going to actually hire that that trainer coming into my shop. Corey, you were mentioning I need to have a training center. But it doesn't matter if you have to go to a back of a restaurant. The fact of the matter is is that you're gonna hire a training, a trainer specifically for the needs that you have. I'm not gonna wait for my supplier, although it's important and and you know what? And we're gonna hold daytime training so these guys can really absorb it. So I'm in total control. And then I got some friends in the industry, in the community. Hey, I'm having this. If you're interested, here's what it's costing me. If we divide it up by, you know, more than five guys, it's, you know, six or seven guys. It's all, it's all less money for us. Is that a concept that maybe is ripe right now?
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Ever think of doing it?
1: Uh, Yes. Uh, You know, and this is where I've gotten, if I had the space, you know, and I always thought about putting a, having a, building a shop from the ground up with a classroom, maybe on the second floor. You know that would allow for the opportunity to do that, and yes, go to neighboring.
0: But don't let space stop you.
1: (laughs) That's a good point. I mean, there's always areas that you can rent out for it.
0: Yeah, if you buy the lunch, they'll give you the room. Mm -hmm. Maybe the local school, maybe your alma mater has a you know has an empty classroom for you know on a saturday morning or whatever um that that you could do. anyway th- th- it's a great concept chris have you ever brought in any uh, any specialized training to the shop
2: we haven't we haven't brought in any uh, specialized training as far as formal training goes um, we of course are trained on various tools um but uh we we haven't
0: thank you for that now a perpetual studency right you guys kind of been alluding to that, and you just recently said you were together at a management class and since uh, we you know we learned something new each and every day, what was your big takeaway from that?
1: for me it was it was some of the software that we're using um, you know there was a demo there of some of the shop management softwares that uh, I thought was just great and leaps and bounds ahead of what we're using now. Um, bringing in better technology for my folks to use to make everybody more efficient
2: is, is an ultimate goal for us. So, How about you, Chris? I'm going to start by piggybacking him because I was uh, really just impressed by, by these systems that Corey is speaking of. Um, other, other aspects of our, of our training in St. Louis, uh, we were able to audit a, uh, a member shop mm-hmm. in that shop in that time that we were there. And, um, there was, there was so much to take from that place as, as far as, you know, the, the cleanliness, the, the way it was operated, just the systems operations procedures, if you would, of, of this existing uh, automotive repair facility for me was, was great just to see the completeness of it. If, if, you know, if, if you could imagine this is a journey, um, you know growing every day in, in 10 and 20 years Corey, what is what is this going to look like we have visions but but really that was that gave me uh, something to really focus on
0: you you actually got a picture of what your vision looks like
2: absolutely oh, yeah. absolutely
0: and that is so powerful
2: how oh, it's oh god yeah did you
0: come back and share it with your people
2: Oh, heck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was... uh, I tried not too much. I didn't want them to all leave and go there.
0: (laughs) Doesn't that always happen, guys? Oh, God. Corey just came back from a meeting. Oh, my God. It's going to be crazy around here.
2: (laughs) It's uh, more importantly, I think for myself uh, in the shop, as we spoke earlier, Carm, you know, we're, we're nine, 10, uh, technicians in a, in a two bay shop. And, uh, you, you, you walk back into your shop and you just almost pull your hair out at times because of, uh, of the hose that's, you know, drug across the, the bay or, or the extension cord that's, that hasn't been picked up. And, and, uh, um, it, it, was, it was rather eye-opening and, and very humbling, I will, t- I will have you know.
0: Well, it's, it's cool to see a, a shop that you would love to em- emulate someday and to say, oh, that does exist. It really is out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, was this a shop tour or, like you said earlier, it was a, a chance to audit the shopping? Were you guys actually doing a give and take? Why are you doing this? Have you ever thought about that? What, was, it, was it an observation or was it an uh, integration?
2: In integration, I mean it, yeah. it was it was very intimate. We were broken up into groups e- each group took a let's a, a different area of the shop, whether it be the advisors or the shop flow or or, or, or the cleanliness or how about that pro image what's the external shop look like mm-hmm. um, and and we were allotted an eight hour period to just get Pick the shop just, apart. Dive into the weeds, and um, uh, the day after we were given about four hours to uh, regurgitate, if you would, um, everything that we had uh, that we had chalked up. Well,
0: that's cool. Being able to get back into a team and say, "Okay, what'd you see?"
2: Absolutely. Oh
1: yeah.
0: And that that's that's so powerful. And Then you probably stuck it all up on the board somewhere, right? And then <laughs> then you all you know you probably took voracious notes. Absolutely. And then you came back and you continued to tweak your vision and your plan.
2: That's right. It was it was just a neat process.
0: And what you said earlier, Corey, about being a better leader, been talking to some people lately, and they say we could talk about all the problems our industry has, from image to the tech shortage. And if we were all better leaders, we could solve so many of those problems because we'd be running a better business, we'd be, we'd have better people, stronger cultures, and there would be more of us doing the right thing
2: mm-hmm.
0: for people to emulate, and it almost goes back to what you guys were looking at, and saying, I want to grow up and be like him, and that's not negative against you, and, you know, it, it's just, you know, we all, we all have to have something to aspire to,
1: Absolutely,
0: and I think our people want to see that inside of the leader's uh, in our industry i it, it, listen not everyone can be the owner not everyone can be the tech uh, or the service writer or the qc guy or the gc and and, and it's you know I, the more i keep thinking about it i think we need to do a show just on um everybody's take on what a leader is and how we can uh, if you will drag some of the naysayers over the line mhm i think that would be an amazing show Mhm. All right, you guys have just given me a challenge. Well,
2: <laughs> <laughs> can't wait to hear it. <laughs> right? listen
0: let 's sum this thing up. This was great. You guys were very transparent and open and honest with me. Thank you so much and uh, yeah, we could have gone way deep. We could have mentioned the fact that Corey's dad lives here in my hometown and and he has a shop in the, the, the town that I was born in and, and we did business years ago and you know and Chris, you had you know your great story of you know overcoming all your odds, but I think we really we really dove into some real positive meat and i think I think the stories that you 've told. Uh, Can can really can really help our industry. Any final piece of advice, uh, Chris?
2: Well, there are a few quotes, Carm. I feel like I'm stealing them from one of my mentor, my mentor, and my only mentor. (laughs) (laughs) But I truly believe what you focus on happens. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and stop there. Not getting too too much. You know, I can, I feel like I can go much longer, but, uh, what you focus on happens and, and, and really just stay positive with, 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 with who you are. Um, you know, we can use the word professional, stay professional, but really more importantly, let's from the inside out, let's stay positive and let's understand that these are just small challenges that, uh, we can, we can definitely salute, uh, quickly, you know, and so that's what I'm going to go out with.
0: Cool. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Chris. How about you, Corey?
1: I, I couldn't agree anymore. And, uh, you know, me and Chris, we, can, we have the same mentor. And, uh, you know, what, what you focus on happens. I love that. And I want to let every shop owner out there know that, you know, if they're listening to this and, and if they're struggling in any aspect of their business, just let them know that they're not alone. And at some point or another, we've all been into it. And uh, don't be afraid to ask for help. Okay. Because nobody knows everything. And just like Chris said, you got to stay positive um, and just have that focus on making yourself and your team better.
0: Thanks guys. Corey Evaldi, Homestead Auto Care and Chris Machado, Circle M Truck. Appreciate you being on man.
2: Thank you, Carm. Honor. Carm. Thank you very much.
0: Hey, thanks, Chris Machado and Corey Evaldi for bringing your style of leading to Shop Talk. There are some great lessons on leadership growth and doing business here for all to learn from. Your stories will complement the huge collection of content this library has for students in perpetuity. The link to the show notes is at e 398 Hey, don't forget the books page on the website. All the books we talk about on the podcast are there for your perusal. Hey, we'll talk soon.